Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for February 25th, 2020. I'm teaching a series right now called Speak the Word Only. This is under the, the great freedom theme for the, for the year. This is part seven, Speak the Word Only, part seven. I have a lot to cover, so I'm gonna just jump straight into it. So yesterday I shared a message from 2 Corinthians chapter four and verse 13 and Luke six, verses 43 to 45. Let's go back to those uh, two scriptures again today. Speak the Word Only, part seven. So the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4 and 13, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to that which was written, I believe, and therefore have I spoken, then we as born again believers, what? guess what? We also believe and therefore we speak. Jesus said that a good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. And you can tell uh, what a tree is like by the fruit that it produces. Now you cannot pick figs or grapes from thorn bushes. Good people, Jesus said, do good things because there's some good stuff inside their heart. <laughs> and bad people do bad things because there's bad stuff down inside of their heart within the deposit of their heart. And we learned yesterday that you get stuff down in your heart through your eye gate, your ear gate. And then Jesus said that your words are telling on you. Your words are telling everyone what's going on in your heart. So when I shared this message yesterday, one of my ministry partners um, and today's word subscribers said the following kind of, you know, responded to this on, on YouTube. And this is what the person said, said, uh, man, this word is so good. You and your words are one. Wow. That's deep. I thought I was keeping it real by telling it like it is, but I was completely nullifying what I desire and what is pleasing to God. This guy said, I thought I was keeping it real by just saying what I see with my natural eyes. And let me tell you that I've been teaching on the importance of your words for, for a long time, over 20 years. And whenever I do, um, you know, and I'm absolutely convinced that the Father wants us to live like this. Like he wants us to speak the word only. He, he wants us to get to the point where we never allow a negative word to come out of our mouths. But whenever I teach on this, inevitably, I run into somebody who says something like, okay, well, hold on for a minute, Rick. Can I talk to you? I'm like, yeah, what's up? Well, you know, I hear what you're saying and everything, but look. I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> like, you know, you can say all this God stuff, you know, if that's what you want, you can say all this stuff that you believe, but I'm just going to keep it real and just say what's really going on. Right. And so, and I know people, listen, look at me for a minute. I, I, I know people who really love God, who, who say stuff like this. I mean, so it's not like they don't love God, but they are actually putting themselves in a bad situation. This is actually a major problem. Jesus taught us, like you saw it in the text that our words expose what's going on in our heart. So if we're in the middle of a bad situation, and let's say that we're believing God for something better or that God has already revealed to us that there's something better for us, that there's a different reality for us, but we keep saying what we see under the guise of keeping it real, then all you're doing is, is you're making yourself clear to me and clear to God that, that what's going on on the inside of your heart is that you actually believe what you see with your natural eyes more than what you, you believe what God is saying. At the end of the day, if, if you're going to keep it real by just saying what you see with your natural eyes, then, then really what you're saying is on the inside, I've accepted it. On the inside, this is what I believe. I'm keeping it real, but I'm also saying this is my situation. This is my reality. And I really don't believe that there's a better way because if, if I believe something better, I would be saying something better. So what does this mean to you today? I have, let me see, I think three things. Um, 
or four things. I have four things to share with you in this morning. And uh, let's look at it from God's perspective. And I pray that you really open up your heart to what God is saying. So I have four things to share with you. Number one, here we go. God created everything by speaking words. Now, let's think about that for a minute. God created everything that he created by speaking words. The Bible says that in Hebrews 11 and 3, um, that faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to everything that you can see right now. Why? Because God spoke words. And I'm convinced that most Christians do not understand the power of words. God literally framed the world by speaking words. If you look at the creation account in Genesis chapter one, you will see that God said, and God said, and God said, and God said, and guess what? Then God saw everything that he said. And notice that in every account, God did not speak what he saw in the natural. He spoke what he planned, what he desired, what he wanted. What He spoke the end from the beginning, and it came to pass. So God looked at darkness, and he didn't say, by, you know, people say, well, I'm just keeping it real. God wasn't keeping it real by saying, wow, it sure is dark outside. No, he looked at darkness and, said, and didn't say anything about the darkness. He spoke what he wanted. He looked at darkness and he spoke light. And guess what? Light came. He saw, he, he looked at chaos and, and called order. And, and guess what? Order came. So he wasn't keeping it real like people say today. He was speaking what he desired. God spoke to the water and called forth fish and fish showed up. God spoke to the ground and called forth every herb yielding seed. And guess what? Trees showed up. The entire planet was framed by God speaking words. In every account, God did not speak what he saw in the natural. He spoke what he desired, what he, was, what he had planned from the foundations of the world. So God was keeping it real, but he wasn't keeping it real like people say today, I'm just keeping it real. No, God was keeping it real by speaking his will over what he saw down here in this world. Number two, God calls those things that be not as though they were. This is Romans 4 and 17. The Bible says that we serve a God that calls those things which be not as though they were or as though they are, right? So God looked at a barren couple. I'm just giving you some, some examples. God looked at a barren couple, Abram and Sarai, and he called them the parents of many nations. Guess what? They became what God said. So God didn't speak what he saw. He spoke what he wanted. God looked at a coward, Gideon, and he called him a champion. And guess what? Gideon led a mighty revolution. God looked at a young boy, Jeremiah, and called him a prophet. And Jeremiah went on to speak truth to power. God looked at a young shepherd boy, David, and he called him a king. And David went on to lead Israel and become a man after God's own heart. God looked at a young boy who had not done anything with his life yet. Joseph, he was the youngest. He was number 11 of 12 boys. And God gave him a dream that one day he would rise above his brothers and even rise above his parents. And this dream would drive his whole life. He got promoted from prisoner to prime minister in one day. Why? Because he never lost a dream. He didn't keep it real by saying, no, he was keeping it real by keeping the dream alive in his heart. God looked at a man who was living in the wilderness, Moses, who thought that his that he had disqualified himself from his life's assignment. He knew that there was something 
something special on the inside of him. And that although he looked like an Egyptian, although he walked like an Egyptian, although he was trained by the Egyptians, he was not an Egyptian. And there was something on the inside that was connecting him to the Israelites. And he got out ahead of God and he killed the man. And he thought he had ruined his life. But then God spoke to him in the middle of a wilderness and God called him to lead the nation of Israel. And he led millions and he led them out of Egypt. God looked at a virgin. Her name was Mary. And he, and the, the Lord didn't speak what he saw. He called her the mother of our Lord and she believed the impossible and it came to pass. God looked at a fisherman, Peter, and called him to be a fisher of men. And he led the New Testament church. God looked at a terrorist, Paul, and a man who, a man who was killing people, having people killed for the cause of Christ and called him to lead the same movement that he was fighting against. And he went on to start churches all over Asia Minor and he wrote half the New Testament. So no, God wasn't keeping it real like people say. He was keeping it real a different way. Number three, Jesus did the same thing. Jesus called those things that which be not as though they were. Jesus looked at a man who had been paralyzed for 38 years, who couldn't walk for 38 years. And Jesus didn't say, dude, you can't walk. Let me just keep it real. You jacked up. You're paralyzed. No. Jesus said, take up your bed and walk. And the man did just that. God, Jesus looked at 10 lepers and he didn't say, wow, you guys sure have leprosy. He wasn't keeping it real. No. He said, you're clean. Go show yourself to the priest. Your life, as you know it, this whole leprosy stuff, that stuff is over. Jesus looked at a dead man, Lazarus, who had been dead for four days. His body was thinking. Rigor mortis had already set in. And Jesus didn't say, wow, you sure are dead. He said, Lazarus, get up. And Lazarus popped up like a mummy. I'm saying Jesus looked at a fig tree that had a bunch of figs on, I mean, a bunch of leaves on it and it was strong and vibrant. And Jesus called it dead. And 24 hours later, it was dried up from the roots. He didn't keep it real by saying what he saw. He kept it real by saying what he believed. Number four. And finally, let me close. And I'm going to deal with this again tomorrow. But listen, we are called to be like God. We are called to be imitators of God like little children. Where, let me, let me ask you this. Were the father and Jesus keeping it real when, or being fake? I guess, I guess people say, well, you're just being fake because you're not saying what you see. Were they, were they being fake by not saying what they saw in the natural? Or were they really keeping it real by believing what they were speaking and it came to pass? Listen, I'm telling you that you, what you believe in your heart has to be more real to you than what you see with these natural eyes. And so keeping it real to you needs to, meet, needs to mean something else. Keeping it real needs to mean that I'm going to speak the word only, and I'm not going to be moved by what I see with these natural eyes because I'm keeping it real. This is the real stuff. I'm speaking the truth. I'm not speaking facts. I'm speaking the truth over my situation, and I will have whatsoever I say. I am a whosoever, and I will have whatsoever I say. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for this teaching. I now realize that I'm actually living in two realms at the same time. <laughs> my body communicates with this world through my five physical senses, but my spirit communicates with your world through the Holy Spirit. I then have to choose which realm I'm going to believe and speak. I declare that I will keep it real from now on, but not by speaking what I see with these eyes. I will keep it real by speaking what I believe in the spirit. What I see in my heart is more real to me than what I see with these eyes. And from now on, I'm going to keep it real. I declare this by faith 
in Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button. There's a big red subscribe button. Click on that and you're going to get all my notes in your email inbox for free. All that stuff I just said, all those references, don't you want them? Go to todaysword.org, click there, put in your email, and then you're going to get all my notes in your email inbox for free. Listen, go into this day right now and I want you to keep it real, but not by speaking what you see in the natural. Speak what you see in your heart. Speak the word only. I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. Please share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. God bless you.